the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. From boosted same-game parties to live in-game odds, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T State restrictions apply. Welcome everybody to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming from Newcastle upon Tyne, northeast of England. Today is Ooh, Thursday, January the 4th, and we are fifth. here to... Is it? Yeah. Bollocks. January the 5th. Is it really? Are you sure? That's what my computer's telling me, bottom corner, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, the handicap. Um, the FA Cup action for the weekend. Games Friday through to Monday. We're going to have a little look back at the Premier League action as well. That's just wound it up. Round about half an hour ago with Chelsea against Manchester City. Um, so, yeah, we'll do all of that. And to join us, uh, he knows the date. He doesn't know what time it is, though, because he was late again. Uh, Mr. Barry Penaluna. Baz, what's happening? Evening, welcome. Uh, I mean, you know, push for time. I mean, the game only finished at 5 to 10. Um, I'm like one of those journalists, you know what I mean, when they've got a like, tight deadline and it goes to extra time and that, and you've got to, you've got to get your article out by... Right. What about the game finishing at five to ten affected you getting on here at ten o'clock? Well, one of my games is Man City Chelsea. How can I possibly handicap the game until I've watched the previous game? Yeah, you know I mean, no, I'm, Baz. I'm I'm not buying it, and you shouldn't be selling it, Baz. No, I just didn't have me set up. I mean, as you know, I've got a very <laughs> professional, professional setup, you know. So I had to put me green screen up. Oh, I had to put my ironing board up in the kitchen to put the computer <laughs> on because I don't have a desk in here. Uh, so in order to be close to the green screen, I have to um, I have to use an ironing board. It's a very professional setup, this. Yeah. Um, and I'm also rough as anything, so I needed to grab a drink. I'm still feeling ill with this cold and can't shake off this cough and everything. But uh, here I am, 15 minutes late, but so be it. I don't think I could put an ironing board up if I tried. Hmm. That doesn't surprise me. Looks complicated, but um, I'm, I'll happily go creased. Um, so, the Chelsea City game just finished, rounding off a full slate of games that started on Tuesday night um, and went through to the day. Uh, Monday, actually, uh, the first game, Brentford v Tottenham. So, we'll have, a, we'll have a quick spin through these, see how we got on. Um, I didn't do very well. You did better. Um so the game on Monday was Brentford against Tottenham. Uh, Brentford, who wasn't? Brentford three, Liverpool one was the game. I took Liverpool and both teams to score. Shot myself in the foot, yeah. I mean, this was my hot team. I took and the two shows we've done since Christmas had Brentford. Um, they cashed against Tottenham when they went two 0 up, even though they didn't get over the line. We got paid. They then won at five to two um, when they won away at West Ham. And I had them both times. And I got seduced by Liverpool in the form. Um, so really, that's my own, my own fault, this, because Brentford won this in a canter, really. Liverpool, I think that maybe the big difference here was um, Darwin Nunes going around the keeper and somehow not scoring again. Uh, managed to hit Ben Mee up the arse, um, which I was just, at the time, I was laughing at because I expected him to get a load more chances and them still to win because um, I'm waiting for Nunes. Uh, to get this avalanche of goals. And then, actually, Brentford were much better than Liverpool. Liverpool really struggled. Defence was a bit ropey. They haven't got much in midfield. They didn't have much off the bench. Um, but so I think you your underdog pick of the week, Baz, was Brentford. Um, so you were happy to get that one over no, the line. No, no, no. No, it wasn't. It was Forrest, no, but you... It was, that, was, nah, that comes later. But I did take Brentford here. Um, not as bold as I could have been. So looking back at me, no. Oh, yeah. I pointed out here, Brent, Brentford were unbeaten in five. They were unbeaten in four at home. Um, and I said Liverpool conceding goals every game. I thought Brentford could get something there. I wasn't bold enough to back Brentford outright, unfortunately. But I did take them on the Asian handicap. So I took Brentford at even money, plus one on the Asian handicap. And that was... 
one of the easiest bet I won all week. Yeah, I think. I mean, Brentford—they're just in good form, aren't they? They're a good side at home, particularly those evening games at home. They seem to get get the crowd right behind them, don't they? Um, and Liverpool are just a bit all over the place, aren't they? So uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so just by Liverpool because since they came back, they, they lost three two to City, but that wasn't a terrible result or performance. And then they looked really, really sharp. We said there was a few teams that looked worryingly sharp. Man United looked good. Liverpool looked good. Um, and they had this run of, they were conceding goals, but you did just expect them to kind of get away. When Brentford went 1-0 up, I thought that was great for my bet. I still expected Liverpool to get back, and then they just never really looked like it at all. Um, so you got you got paid even money about the 92 winner there, Brass, what you're telling me. I got paid even money where you got paid nothing, is what I got. Well, I, so I, think, uh, I'd ra- yeah. think I'd rather lose, Baz, in those uh, circumstances. Well, you're doing pretty well at that. So <laughs> luckily, l- luckily for me, I did. So, yeah, well, uh, there you go. Um, Tuesday night, Arsenal nil, Newcastle nil. Uh, my bet was Newcastle, went a bit raj, why not? Um, you did the same thing, and this time you got paid um, even money. I got um, paid out, yes. I yeah, you got Newcastle paid out again. You took Newcastle on the... We're on the draw. double chance. Um, it was a total overreaction here to this, really. Um, Mikel Arteta acted like a toddler for the entire game. Uh, he's going on the tit list when we get a chance to shout that out. Um, I don't even want to really dwell on that because I did think it was all a load of bollocks. And if it wasn't um, Arsenal, then it wouldn't have been such a big deal would have been made about uh, Newcastle's tactics. I don't think Newcastle set out to play quite as negatively as they did. Um I think it was a reaction to how well Arsenal started. If you look at the first few goal kicks or the, um, when Ramsdale's got the ball, Newcastle was set up really quite high. They could press them, um, did struggle, and then they had to make an adjustment. Willick had to drop in to double up with Dan Byrne um, on Saka at the back. And that was a kind of a compliment to Arsenal. Then Newcastle stuck in the game, defended really well. Um, the two scandalous decisions were a load of bollocks. The penalty is never, ever, ever a penalty. No one thought it was a penalty, except Arteta. And the pullback on Gabriel from uh, Dan Byrne, I think probably was a penalty. However, the free kick it came from was an absolute nonsense. Comes from Joe Linton just winning the ball. So Michael Arteta cannot be incensed at a decision going his way when the decision has come on the back of a ridiculous free kick. You just, that's not possible. That's not how it works. You cannot be incensed with that after that's happened. It's just not a fucking thing. So yeah, firmly on the tit list or Lego head. Um, I was delighted with our point. And, and actually, I was kind of cheering on Man City now because I want them to catch the fuckers up. I'll probably calm down a bit in a day or two, but it, uh, yeah, it, it bugged me a little bit. I rattled bass is the word everyone's using. What bugged me was the aftermath. There's two. I mean, Newcastle seem to have invented this new thing of, of time wasting. I don't think it's 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 as if it's never happened before, Malcolm. Um, yeah. There's two times this season where I've heard so much debate about it, and it's this game and the Newcastle Liverpool game. Yeah. Um. T- talk sport and everyone going on going mad about oh the ball was only in play for this long, blah blah blah, and it's went on and on and on. It happens every game, as you said the other day. Leeds done exactly the same against Newcastle. We 72 it. hours previous, Leeds came up here and did the exact same thing. And they earned the right to do that, Baz, because yeah, exactly. he gets to 70 minutes, the goalie's coming and taking ball. They were Newcastle got a bit niggly with it, but didn't behave like that. Eddie Howe didn't behave like that. It's just... The thing it's is, just a, if, if Arsenal had got that goal, let's say 80 minutes, Arsenal get a goal, how do they play that last 10 minutes? They do exactly the same thing. The keeper hits the floor every time he gets the ball. They take the time over every corner, every throw in. Every team does it. It's not just Newcastle. And we're going to Arsenal, who've, who've won every game at, at the Emirates this season, and grind out the result. What what do people expect? But I mean, there was debate the day that you know the ball was only in play fifty one minutes and making out. You know, people look at that and think, "Christ, that's ridiculous." Turns out that's about the fortieth. In the in the rank of of lowest minutes ball in play this season, yeah. it's about number forty. So there's been another thirty nine games this season where the exact same thing has happened. So it wasn't an extraordinary game for it. It was just the fact that Arsenal made such an overreaction to it. Um, uh, see, it, it, it's football. It's always happened. These say, could you imagine? Uh, there's debate on talk sport today about should we have a, a stop clock? Can yeah. you imagine if it turned into a suddenly, a, you know, like an American football game. 
three hours long. People wouldn't have it, would they? You know what I mean? You've got to go there. You know you go to a match at three o'clock. You know you're out there by five o'clock. You start, stop, start clocks. And you sat there at half past six waiting for a game to finish. Or could you imagine stop, start clock and a bang on 90, the whistle goes, that's it. And you're just whipping a corner in as that second ticks over. And yeah, of course. Yeah. Things like that. Like it's, it's a stupid debate that's come out for absolutely no reason at all. There is like conversation to be had to be had around it. The certain thing I don't like it when Newcastle do it, and Newcastle do do it a lot. Um, I I hated that Liverpool game that we lost to one. I was sitting down with my dad's, and I hated it. Nick Pope taking forever. There seems to be quite a few on the team whose job it is to slow them down. Nick Pope's one, Fabian Shaw's one, Joe Linton's definitely one. Um, and I hate it because I just think I, they're going to score on the 90th minute. I've text Terza with about 20 minutes left saying, I hate this. Arsenal are going to score on the 96th minute. I'd rather we just got on with the game. Um, and the other thing, this is the other pandemic in football at the minute is, and I can it, I understand why it happens, the ball comes into the box. If you're defending, or well, if you're attacking even, clear it. You can just steer down and the ref will stop the game. Steer down and hold your head. yeah. And so it stops you that Fabian Shaw does it every single cross that comes into the box. Doesn't matter where, because it stops. If, if then Arsenal are on the break, if he lies on the penalty spot and does that, their break's over. You don't have to foul them. You know, Arsenal used to, back in the well, days of Wenger, do, do the little tactical foul. You don't have to do it anymore because you can stop the game by lying down and doing that. Instant, can, instant stop it. of the game. You can dislike it, but it's not a Newcastle thing as they've made out the other day. Because as I say, Arsenal would have done exactly the same. If they had gone ahead late in that game, they'd finished the game out in exactly the same manner to hold on to that one nil. And 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 how many other teams will go to you know not many teams have got to the Emirates this season and been nil nil in the second half and been yeah. able to play like that. That's the difference, isn't it? Normally teams Absolutely, yeah, of course. Down, whereas, you know, had Brentford been there and nil-nil with half an hour to go, they'd have done exactly the same. Most teams would have done. Um, it was a good result for Newcastle. I'm, I, I, I take that and move on. We've yeah, now absolutely. Played, you know, six, six of the top seven teams we've now played away from home. So we've got most of the big teams still to come at home as opposed to away, which is a, potentially a big bonus for us. So about seven minutes ago, we said we weren't going to dwell on that. Uh, we forgot we to press it. it. And then we dwelled on it. Sorry, if anyone's listening for the first time, this isn't a Newcastle podcast at all. Megan Baz sometimes get a bit uh, agitated. This next game, I actually had a winner here, um, but I was very lucky. In fact, I think all of the bets I won, I thought I was lucky to win them all, to be honest. Everton won Brighton 4 uh, first thing to point out is this was absolutely hilarious uh, took both teams to score for some reason the goalkeeper uh, brought down uh, Damari Gray was he brought down someone in, in the 93rd minute or something in Everton slotted the penalty so I cashed that one um, but Everton were absolutely horrific and then after laughing at the result I then watched the goals about 20 minutes later Jesus wept the third one and the fourth one Tarkovsky thinking he could tackle the bloke with his face when he just took it round him and he ended up flapping around. Uh, that was funny. And then I've never seen anyone under hit a back pass by 45 yards like uh, Gay did. Trying to, I mean, he didn't get that 5% of the way, the distance it was meant to go back to Pickford. Absolute charbles, Everton. On the back of that one, also with them, Man City as well. This was really odd one, Baz. Yeah, um, I, I also assume, I think we both took both teams to score here, didn't we? So yeah. At this point, I'm three for three um, on the week. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as you say, a bit of, bit of good fortune getting that late penalty to, to get that one in. But I uh, happy at yeah. this stage. Good, good start Tuesday, of the week. Tuesday was going all right for me. It was, it was a bit later in the week where the, the wheels came off. Leicester nil, Fulham won. Took over two and a half. Fulham got in front. Leicester missed a whole load of chances. Uh, hit the ball through Tillemans. They had one-on-ones. Vardy had a one-on-one. Harvey Barnes had a one-on-one. Perez had a few chances. Um, probably, I think I still think it was the right play because there was enough chances, but Leicester were just feeling it a little bit at the minute. And um, Fulham can't stop winning. Um, did you take a similar pick, I think, Baz? I took the over 2.5 as well. I yeah. I mentioned Mitrovic as a possibility, but he was a bit short this week. He did score, but he was he was around about 11 to 10, and I, I was looking for someone a bit bigger for me. We goal score a bit, but uh, yeah, I took the over 2.5, and, and that was that. Was that for Tuesday. 
Manchester United 3, Bournemouth 0. Manchester to win to 0 was my pick. Cashed that one as well. Uh, plus 110. We said it was the exact same game as the Forest one. Um, yeah. And it finished with the exact same score. Again, actually felt I was a little bit lucky because watched it later on and Bournemouth had quite a few chances in the second half to hear made some saves. Um, but yeah, I was happy to get this one over the line. You took the exact same bet, Baz. Um, so happy to cash that one at plus 110. And I took my new minus 1.5 um, was my bet. But again, a winner. Comfortable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I also took Rashford in that game, but we'll come to that in a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm retired from winning at that point as we move on to Wednesday. Um, Palace nil, Tottenham 4. What the fuck was all this about? I took the draw. Looked like it was a draw at half. Well, draw at half time. A loads of people on Twitter were going on and on about how painful Tottenham were. I was messaging you, knowing I was treading water in a lot of the other games. I was like, I need Palace to hold on for this door. And I barely got the sentence out. It was 2-0. Um, yeah. Tottenham, and yeah, I mean, game of two halves, Baz. Um, and at half-time, you used to be thinking you had absolute... I was, in fact, I was just about to add, what a terrible pick this was from you. Spurs team total <laughs> over one and a half. And then they covered that four times over in the next 45 minutes, Baz. Yeah, so... <laughs> As you say, I, even, I didn't see any of the game, um, but sort of listening to stuff from Spurs fans and things, apparently they still didn't play very well at all. No. But the key thing that stood out to me, I thought Spurs could bounce back, and mainly because of Palace. Their form was all right, but I'd said at the time they hadn't played a top sort of seven or eight side for months and months. Like They've had a really, really favourable run of games, and I thought they, they might come a cropper in this one. Um See, comfortable over 1.5 goals for Spurs at six to five. So plus money for that was uh, looked very comfortable in the end. But as you say, at half time, I'm probably looking there thinking mm, this could get a little bit dodgy. Um, yeah, yeah that, that continued, got me back on track there. Um, Pal- Palace score on my naughty step, I'm miles away on them. I think I've picked them to win, lose, and draw, and they've done the exact opposite all the three games since Christmas. Southampton Hill Forest won. I took the over two and a half. Um, but this was a good bit. You picked Forest here at three to one. In hindsight, I mean, I love this pick when you make it. In hindsight, it was an absolutely smashing price for it. As much as Forest hadn't been great away from home, we said that this was a bum fight that both teams um, would fancy their chances of winning. Uh, excuse me, Southampton looking an absolute world of pain because Forest weren't that much better. Only scored, I mean, that's only the second away goal all season. Uh, but it's nice to get a three to one shot over the line, Baz. It was a nice pick. Yeah, it, it's great when they come off, isn't it? <clears throat> I mean, I just thought Southampton looking a world of trouble, don't they? Um, and as yeah. you say, Forest, despite the fact you know they are where they are, they're playing all right, aren't they? They just need someone to finish these the chances they're getting. Like, um, and I just felt they could they could get get one or two, and uh, it, it felt like a game they had to have a go, didn't it? And I suppose that works both ways. Southampton, it was a massive game for also, but yeah, lovely when those ones come off. So. Um, Three to one, three to one winner. Tipping Forest there was was brilliant for me. Yeah, Steve Cooper saying Forest are looking to make some signings in January, which is quite <laughs> remarkable. Bear in mind they signed everyone. So no players left. He's signable. Uh, Leeds to West Ham two. Uh, I took Leeds on the money line here. I was, I think, I was a bit unlucky. Really, Leeds had by far the better chances. I was punching the air in the van uh, when they went one nil up. I was then then West Ham got in front. Leeds pulled it back. Um, and Leeds had chances at the end. Fabianski's pulled off a worldie in the 94th minute. Um, so I didn't get Leeds over the line. Um, but you took the over two and a half bars. You were uh, you starting to gather a bit of momentum by this point, aren't you? There's a, there's a bit of a pattern development here, Malcolm. I just, you know, just ticking off the winners. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I, I did say I struggled to pick a winner from the game. I thought it would be a tough game to go go for Leeds games that had um, both teams to score in, in five in a row and, and well prior to the Newcastle game that was uh, and over two and a half had, had come in and, and quite a lot recently so um, I just went with the goals because I, I really couldn't decide which way to go could have could have possibly took the draw given that I couldn't pick a winner from it but uh, happy, happy enough with the overs there yeah what I'm good at Baz and you'll find that this happens a lot on the MLB show as well is that I'll provide a, a really warm, welcome, inclusive environment, a relaxing environment that enables you to pick winners. So I can throw all the dog shit out 
And uh, I mean, the, the other three on the baseball show pick all the winners while I sit and throw out the dog shit. But I provide that safe space for you to relax, get yourself correct. So it's just, it's a little service. I, think it's I mean, the problem. important thing is, is, is yes. that listeners sort of get the grips with that, don't they? And start to realise. Correct. Not, yep. not to go f- following you too much. <laughs> not to follow me. You yeah. might have the odd, yeah, you might Even... hit the odd street now and then, but. Uh... Moonath messaged me tonight, private message, what's the play in the City game? So I said, this is my play. Don't fucking back this. This is what Barry's backed. Barry's on a heater. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so I gave him your play. As it happens, didn't I? But yeah, um, yeah, I didn't give Moon off what I fancy. I give Moon off what you fancy too. Even uh, <laughs> I'm following that. Uh, Aston Villa World Wolves won. Uh, hang on. Here's a tick. Tick next to my name here, Buzz. Under two and a half. Very nearly blew it because Leon Bailey went round the goalie then minged it uh, wide. Did this, you this must have been... absolutely destroyed me. Yeah, go on. Yeah, so I I took Villa at evens, which, which was one part of it. So, yeah, Leon Bailey, last minute, last kick of the game, goes round the keeper, just, just has to slot it into an empty net and pulls it wide. Not only did he let down me even money shot there, but I had a team goals, treble, Man United, Spurs and Villa, all to score two or more. Uh, and that was in, coming just short of five to one. Uh, so all it needed was that Villa goal would have picked up the treble as well, which would have made a very good week into an outstanding week. Uh, yep. So really, really unlucky on that. Um, annoyed as anything watching him. And then watching him crying after the game. Did you see that? Uh, well, I didn't. The admin department, I had it on the telly and she said, is he crying? I said, he He's can't crying. be. Like... like I said, you can do that. In a, <laughs> you know, This is an FA Cup final or a World Cup final or a playoff final, something like that. And you miss miss a chance like that then you might cry. Uh, but not on a Wednesday night. Away to he might have known he'd let your trouble down, but maybe, yeah, maybe he'd backed it, I don't know. Um, maybe it's Ivan Tony had got on it and he's good mates with him. Or something. Uh, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, frustrating that one. So, I mean, it didn't ruin the week, uh, but it did. It, it could have really, really put the icing on the cake. Yeah, absolutely. In, uh, and, and the Villa one in. Yeah, I'm a big crier, so I tend not to try and judge, uh, judge people on the old crying, but that was a bit much even for me. Like, um, Finally tonight, Chelsea nil, City won. I took Chelsea at 4-1. I feel like I wasn't a million miles away. Uh, bear in mind, A, the injuries that Chelsea had. Mason Mount took a kick before the game and was ruled out. Raheem Sterling was subbed off in the very first minute. Pulisic went off injured in about the eighth minute. Um so the three, their three, probably their three best players, I would have said, gone off. Um, uh, Chukameke came on, hit the he hit the beans on toast in the first half. Uh, Chelsea with a better team in the first half. Um, and then in the second half, not an awful lot happened. There wasn't much in it. City turned the screw a little bit, got one goal. No idea what Kepa was doing for that goal. It's absolutely wild. I don't know if you've seen it yet, Buzz. But um, City, you couldn't back City at that price, even if you wanted to. Um, even though they got it done. I think Chelsea fought the one, wasn't a terrible play. Uh, ultimately went down. Um, I think, have you been out tonight, Baz, or have you been football training? Did no, you I've see been, the I've, game? I've, I've watched, I missed the first half an hour. Um, and from what I could gather on Twitter, it was, was pretty much a nothing going on in that first half hour anyway. I tuned in on, on about half an hour and it looked like an exciting game from that point. As you say, Chuck Women or whatever you want is. I have no idea what his name is. Um, I'll have to learn that one because he might get a game now with all the injuries. Yeah, uh, Hit the post, didn't he? Uh, Holland had that one where he took a great touch, first touch, and then sort of tried to flick one in with his left and um, sort of sprung to life at that point. And I thought, as you say, second half, Man City started to turn the screw, didn't they? And looked like they were sort of, they would, they would get, get ahead um, and did so. And my, my bet was over 2.5 City goals. So I was a long way off, although... I think on 70 minutes or something, there was one flash to cross goal and Erling Haaland's at the back post and you think, yeah, you, you get this. And if he gets that, then it's an exciting 20 minutes for me, um, pushing for a third. Uh, but didn't quite come off. But I, I thought Man City probably deserved. Yeah, there was, the, they had nothing thing. off the bench. I mean, Man City made a load of good changes off the bench. Um, Chelsea made the changes. It was Lewis Hall. It was Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Going, I, I don't know what's going on with... Um, City at the minute. Cancelo, he, he couldn't get, he hasn't been able to get in the team for several weeks now. Um, didn't come off the bench at all at the weekend. And then Foden again, can't, can't, can't get a game. And both of them come in the night and you think, oh, maybe he's sort of, you know, they're out of the, off the naughty list or whatever. And they played Cancelo right wing. Um, it just didn't, 
and then took him off at half time. And then hooked him at half time. I haven't played him completely out out of position. It just it didn't work, and it, I didn't think it was necessarily Cancelo's fault. And him him coming off at half time was a bit bizarre. I thought they possibly revert back to playing him on the left. Well, he's been so good for them over the years, hasn't he? Playing yeah, playing that left wing back role. It's just. It, Something seems a little bit odd uh, with that at the moment. Um, yeah, the again, world of fantasy uh, football hat on. I was I, just going to say, yeah, the world Gordon, of fantasy football Gordon. went into meltdown a little bit about, hey, the Cancelo was starting. I saw lots of celebrations and then lots of uh, mini meltdowns when he went off at half time for at one point with no clean sheets, etc. Right, okay, we've got a load of FA Cup action uh, to get to. We've picked all sorts of shenanigans. Uh, I'll tell you first about WinBet, the official. Online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, win bet active in a bunch of states and tons of way to win, including live betting and same game parlays. There's reduced juice on sides and totals for all bowl games on the day of. Uh, great promos, odds and payouts happening right now at WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up, receive a special offer, bet $100, win $100, limited to state availability. Lots to choose from, head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet so they know that me and Baz sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today offer subject to change T's and C's at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through win bet is available if you were someone who has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy uh, Underdog the season never ends right now you can play their weekly battle royale games or even draft your playoff best ball team You've got a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL too. And when you use the promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you'll get a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's an underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. Okay, before, uh, again. before yes, we crack what, on, Malcolm. Yes, let's not, uh, let's, let's not forget that... Um, I finished oh, off you... the last show with me... With me uh, Anytime score, I bet, which I never mentioned as well. So we did have Rashford yeah. anytime as an extra one. So I've been doing my picks for every game, but then at the end we've been doing an underdog, a first scorer, uh, anytime scorer, and a treble. Uh, and we're now three for three on the underdogs. We're back. Uh, I can't remember who they were now. Palace, Fulham, and this yeah. Forest of three. Brentford. So sh- you're not. You're not letting me let me move on without me shouting about the fact I've gone three for three. Hitting two to one, nine to four, three to one, and then on the goal scorers we had Mitrovic at twos, we had Rashford at threes, and we took Rashford again this week at seven to four, three for three on the anytime scorers as well, and the trebles we've had one winner, and a whisker away on the other two uh, weeks, so we are uh, smashing those at the moment. So people have got to wait a long time into the podcast for that sort of stuff. So only yes. the diehard fans are hearing the the best info that I'm putting out at the end. I have uh, went off script a bit, a bit today with it being FA Cup. I haven't, uh, I haven't followed the format. I'm keeping me three match winning streak. Yeah, you mentioned I'm this. I'm taking it into the Premier League. I'm not prepared to put it at stake in these FA Cup games. Uh, I'm not sure yeah, about this. Got a, we've got a, you've got to be high. I've got, I've still picked a few underdogs and stuff, but I haven't gone for any scorers or, or parlays this week. Uh, but Ooh, yeah, we're in good form enough. with those. So mm. certainly on the Premier League. Got to keep listening to the end for those ones. Yes, keep it up, Baz. Keep it up. Um, FA Cup third round this weekend. One of the best weekends of the year, traditionally, uh, in English football. Um, the Premier League and Championship teams will join everybody else uh, who's made it through all of the qualifying rounds and preliminary rounds and everything else. Um, so I think there's 32 games. There's 64 teams left in the tournament at this point. Um, lots of stuff going on. Uh, so what we've done is after the six TV games Baz took the six TV games because um, there's quite a lot of Premier League interest so I've then looked around to try just try and find some other stuff really try and mix it up a bit uh, try and find some teams that won't normally get the spotlight shot on them on the uh, Premier League Gambling Podcast and try to find the most interesting bets from then um, do you have a standout third round FA Cup memory Baz from uh, supporting Newcastle You on mute, Baz? I knew knew that was going to happen tonight, because um, yep. I keep having to turn my microphone off to cough. Yeah. Uh, so it was, so it was, uh, I've got a terrible memory for football in general. So I can remember last year. 
for for all go back one year. Yeah. I'm going back one year to to Newcastle, Cambridge. Yes, um, that was that bad. Wasn't, that wasn't very good. Um, beyond that, I mean, Newcastle in recent times has been fairly unmemorable, uh, and I don't remember much of other teams. So no. Yeah, so it's like, like when you were a kid, it was bad. proper exciting. I would um, and the cup draw was on the radio on a Monday lunchtime. It was like twelve o'clock. So I lived I lived nearest to school, so I would run home, get the radio, on, write it all out, and then go back to school and like stand and announce it, like kind of Winston Churchill. Uh, everyone listening for the cup draw, like um, I remember a three-two defeat at home to Manchester United when I think we were in the second division um, roundabout. Let's see, 1990 maybe, I think. Uh, Brian McClare scored for Man United. I think Danny Wallace got one. Um, I think Kevin Scott might have scored for Newcastle. Uh, remember Kevin Scott, the centre-off? I know a good Kevin Scott yeah. uh, story bars, actually. Um, Kevin Keegan was trying to... They couldn't get the best out of Kevin Scott. Centre-half played at Newcastle, went to Tottenham. Uh, he was a good player, like. They couldn't get the best out of him in the to trying to work out a little bit of man management, pulled him to one side and said... To him, like, you know, what 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 do you want to achieve in the game? Like, what do you what do you what where do you see yourself? What do you want to be like? And Kevin Scott said, I want to be a fireman to Kevin Keegan, right? And to Kevin Keegan just said, like, well, I can't really help you with that. That's not really what he was getting at, Kevin Keegan, but yeah, Kevin Scott wanted to be a fireman. Um, do you want to start past? Do you want me to start what you got? Yeah, You've got I'm one happy. more game than me, I think. So you go first. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'm happy to kick off. I've got um go. Man United Everton is the first televised game. So as I say, I did pick the the TV games. Uh, so any UK listeners are, are most likely to be tuning into those. So I thought I'd give a bit of a my thoughts on those. I will say I hate I, I hate the FA Cup from a betting point of view. It's lineups, it's, isn't it? It's, it's, it's You've just, got to see the lineups. Yeah, uh, exactly. So we'll, we'll pick yeah. picks here without any idea of what teams people are putting out, who's taking it serious, who it isn't. So it is difficult, and I would encourage anyone to bet pretty tentatively on these. I, I certainly will myself going into these. But yeah, so we'll pick, pick the TV games out. I'm not sure what the, the coverage is like for our American listeners, but um, no doubt they'll be able to get some of these games over there as well. So the first one on Friday night is um, Man United v Everton. What I should have done... It's got the odds up, shouldn't it? Because that's normally your job. I've uh, got them, both, so, so all right. Man United at two to five, correct? Uh, seven to two, the draw plus three fifty, and seven to one for Everton plus seven hundred. There, um, Man United won four from four since the break, scored nine, conceded none. Really good form. Everton with two losses and a draw, uh, but they'd also lost three games prior to the break. Man United at home are, are, are in really good form at the moment. They've won the last seven. Uh, they've kept six clean sheets in those seven games. I think Lampard's right under the cosh now, isn't he? I think Everton have to put a strong team out. Um, I think it could be Lampard's last game in charge, potentially, if they can't pull off some kind of performance Yeah, He's hanging by a thread. I think he's now two to five to be the next manager to get the sack. Um but the fact that they need a win doesn't necessarily mean they'll get one here. Uh, I think Man United will go strong, uh, looking to sort of keep the momentum going. Um, and therefore, I was going to follow my me, uh, me pattern from this week, uh, where I took Man United minus 1.5 on the handicap. So, as I say, it is, it's very dependent on, on lineups. Um, I know Van der Beek went off injured for Man United the other day, Martial picked an injury. So it might be that they do make changes. They might not want to take any risk on um, like Rashford if the other two are those two are struggling. Um, but I think Manu will go strong. I think they'll want to to keep the momentum up that they've got, uh, and I, I think they'll beat this Everton side comfortably. I'll take them minus one point five on the handicap again because uh, it's done me well so far. I think I've picked this. I think I've picked the same bet for Man United. Every game since the break, uh, and, and what have we got for them? I'm sure we've uh, yeah. Why two not? Out, two out of three. We had a three nil against Forest, didn't we? One nil Wolves, yeah. where it didn't cash, and then we had three nil Bournemouth. But just the home form. Home form is really good. They're not conceding goals, um, and I mean Everton don't strike fear into anyone anyway. But um, Man United in good form. I'll take the minus one point five handicap, and that is a price of six to five plus one twenty. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, I think because I went further down the leagues a little bit, I, 
didn't have really the concerns that you've got in terms of the lineups. I just think the kind of team's got fewer options and want to go further in this competition um, where teams like Everton might just think, fuck this, we need to concentrate on the league. So um, I was a little bit happier. I've actually got a Premier League team in um, in this first game I looked at, which is the, the we've got the 1953 FA Cup winners, Buzz. Um, but Blackpool, who take on Nottingham Forest, um, which is a Saturday afternoon, uh, 3 p.m. kickoff, so that's 10 a.m. Eastern time. Blackpool are 130 plus 333. The draws at 14 to 5 plus 280. Nottingham Forest are at 3 to 4 minus 133. Blackpool, 22nd in the championship, uh, struggling. They haven't got a win in nine. Uh, both teams to score is cast in their last four. Um, looking to do a little bit of business, the, the fans seem intent on the looking to re sign Josh Bowler. Um, who's been on loan at Olympiacos. That loan came to an end. The only problem is he's a Forest player. So that doesn't really help him very much on Saturday. Um, Morgan Rogers has come in, winger on loan from Manchester City. He scored 6-28 in 28 at Lincoln. I think he is eligible to play this weekend, but they are struggling. I mean, Blackpool can be a tricky place to go, but at the minute, the fans just aren't in love with the club. Um, I'm not sure that there's going to be a very raucous crowd here. So... Uh, Michael Appleton, the manager, isn't very popular. Um, they got a one all over Sunderland at the weekend. It was okay on the face of it, but I think they've rolled the look to get that. Forest have been competitive lately. Um, not great on the road, like we just said, but I spoke to a couple of my Forest contacts today. Steve Cooper um, has consistently played stronger teams in the Cups ever since he's been there. Um, he used them last season, actually, to good effect, just to kind of keep momentum and morale and stuff like that going. Uh, so I think Forrest will have a tilt at this. Um, it is a potential banana skin, uh, but just uh, the way Blackpool are going, and I think Forrest uh, are on a little bit of a a little bit of a wave at the moment. I'm going to take Forrest on the money line at three to four minus one thirty three. Baz, uh, what you got? Nothing because I didn't take that game. No, next I mean, come on. <laughs> I thought you were asking me what I've got in the Forest game. No. <laughs> um, where are we next? Sheffield Newcastle is the next televised game, six o'clock on Saturday evening, and a game that both me and you will be in attendance. Yes, yes we're going. We're on. I'm excited. So Malcolm's heading south from Newcastle. I'll be heading north from Nottingham. We'll meet in the middle. We'll have a couple of beers and we'll watch the game in the away end of Hillsborough. Yeah, uh, watch so, yeah, for us on the telly. We'll have our shirts off like that. Oh, did I? <laughs> waving, waving them, waving them around. All of that. Yeah. Um, Windmill. <laughs> right. Tune, tune. What's going to happen? Sheffield are in great form coming into this, so <laughs> we're not um, we're not in bad form ourselves. But Sheffield Wednesday is formed really good. They haven't lost in ninety minutes since the back in the fourth of October. They've had eleven wins and five draws and one penalty shootout defeat coming in the Carabao Cup to Southampton. They've only conceded two goals in the last eight games in the league, uh, so it's not going to be an easy test for Newcastle. Um, Similarly, Newcastle aren't, aren't conceding many goals at all. They're now six clean sheets in a row. Uh, Newcastle are likely to make changes on them all, I think. Yeah. We're likely to see the likes of Sam Maximin, Murphy, Richie, maybe Elliot Anderson, Stoughton. Yeah. The Cells um, will get a game, I think. We'll have a, we'll have a strong enough team out where we would hope to get past these. We might say Isaac or Isaac, however you want to call him. Um, making it, I can't see him starting, but it'd be nice to see him on the bench and, and getting a half an hour in the second half or something. Um, so again, lineups. No idea how long, how how strong Sheffield will go here because obviously their main focus is on gaining promotion this season. They're they're, they're off to a flyer uh, in a really strong position to, to make a jump up to the championship. But I think they'll, they'll have a big crowd behind them, uh, and they'll possibly see this as a bit of a potential upset. Uh, with us with us certainly resting a few players and making a few changes. And a, a positive result here could be a huge boost for them for the rest of the season going forward in the, in the league as well. Um, so I'm taking Newcastle to, to edge past them. But I, I think it's going to be a cagey game. I think it'll be close. Um, I'm not expecting it to be easy for Newcastle at all. Um, I'd go with a low-scoring affair, Newcastle 1-0 or 1-1, something like that. Um, remember, we've still got replays in this round, so a 1-1 wouldn't be the end of the world. We'd, we'd have a replay back at St. James's Park uh, where we'd smash them. But I'll take the unders. Um, it's plus money, 11-10, so plus one one I'll take under 2.5 in this game. I, I think it could be a tight one. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, just the, the, the lines for the games, um, 
Sheffield Wednesday eleven to two. Uh, the door is at hundred to thirty. Newcastle at two to one. On um, yeah, Sheffield are a good big club. We talked in the, on the last show about Bournemouth rolling up with that nine thousand fans. Sheffield are a team that you want to see kind of back in the prim. Um, as are a team that I've handicapped next up, which are Ipswich Town. Um, Ipswich Town take on Rotherham United uh, Saturday at three o'clock again. Ipswich are three to five. Um, the draw is 14 to 5 plus 280. Rotherham are at 15 to 4 plus 375. Ipswich sit third in League One, so I'm hunting down Sheffield Wednesday in that division. Going okay. Um, had a couple of draws recently at 12th place Portsmouth and at 15th place Lincoln. Um, not the greatest form. I got a couple of home draws thrown in there as well against Fleetwood and Cheltenham. Uh, they're usually good for a goal, Ipswich. Um, I like the manager, Kieran McKenna, a uh, young progressive manager. He talks well, not just one of these people who talks in cliches. He's got them going in the right direction. Um, the opposite of Blackpool here is that the fans are right behind them at the moment. Um, they're looking to spend a bit of money as well. They've got their eye on quite a few ex-Sheffield Wednesday players as it goes, looking at Massimo Luongo possibly uh, coming in. Um, now, they have had some sickness in the squad last week. This Kind of struggled to get a team out at Lincoln uh, last weekend a little bit. Uh, according to the gaffer. Rotherham, 21st in the Championship. Poor results in December. The last one was eight games ago. It was at Sheffield United. Uh, they haven't scored in the last three away games here, which is maybe why this price is so big. Um, see, plus 375 for a team... Um, from the higher division here. Um, I think there's better days ahead for Ipswich, um, but I do believe the gap between the Championship and League One is probably the... That's the biggest gulf, I think, in English football. Um, I might be completely wrong here. I think Rotherham have to be the pick at this price. Big price, plus 375. Um, and, and again, going back to following like Newcastle back in the day, when Newcastle were doing well in the Championship or Division Two, whatever it was, and then you get a team, you you draw a team from the higher division and you think, oh, well, yeah, we're playing well, we're playing well, we've got a chance here. And we've fucking always got beat. Like, um, the, that is a big goal from that division, even though if such a flying and Rotherham is struggling, um, I'm going to take Rotherham here uh, to get the away win at a place of plus 375. Um, Baz, what have I just drawn again? What if you're drawn again? Well, if yeah. you said again, it's got to be a tent. Well, no. What have I drawn? No, oh, so it's not again. It's um, not again. It's an apple. You guessed apple again. Uh, it's a small family of otters, Buzz, is the answer. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> next. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you'll have, upset, make uh, you'll have upset our friend Andy Bevan, who's an Ipswich fan, haven't you? You've, you've gone against Ipswich. <laughs> oh, he won't like good. that. I like Bevan. Text him and let him know Ipswich. We've got a... We've got a few friends of, of lower league teams, haven't we? And uh, they don't get, yes. get a mention on the Premier League gambling podcast. Well, this was so part this of the reason I, I, I dived down a bit, Baz. I thought um, I thought it might be nice for uh, to get to get some of the to get some of the other people involved. Uh, yeah, you know, well, um, I'll not I'll not get Bevan's hopes up too much for his uh, his Ipswich info. We've also got some live in play uh, interaction here. Darren has just messaged me to say a Chef Wednesday fact: their striker. Uh, for Chef Wade, Michael Smith is it? Stephanie yeah, Smith. Uh, he's a big Wall's End lad, apparently. Oh, okay, round our neck of the woods. Uh, and his parents are Darren's landlords. So there's yeah. an interesting fact for you. There you go. That is apparently, very interesting. Buzz. Darren says he will be right up for this, being a Jory lad. So there you go. We'll see whether he starts or not. Uh, next up for me, next uh, televised game is Liverpool v Wolves. Um, who fucking picks these games, honestly? Who wants to watch my new V Everton? I did. And who wants this, to watch know, this shit? Yeah, I did think when I looked at the, the games that have been picked up for TV, I just thought... Bore off, like, crap, honestly. Absolute crap. The, the Liverpool Wolves shouldn't be on there. Um, Man City-Chelsea again. It's, it's not what a third round of the FA Cup's about, is it? I, I, no, I it's not what, what you want. You can watch that all the time. Uh, Man United, Everton, and, and Liverpool Wolves, in particularly, are just terrible picks. Just give teams like Hartlepool or, or whatever. Just give some lower yeah. teams a, a bit of exposure. Like, um, I mean, that Boreham Wood game—that's not on TV, is it? No, it's at three o'clock. I think Boreham, like, 
that that's the game you should have on, isn't it? Yep. Boreham Wood v Akron Stanley. That's yep. that's your BBC match every day of the week. But uh, we'll, yeah, we'll come to that game in a bit, Baz. I've got that one. Yeah, I know you've got on there. I'm, I'm amazed that wasn't picked up as a TV game. Uh, but anyway, garbage. Um, Liverpool Wolves. Liverpool say struggled against Brentford the other day. Wolves certainly on anywhere near Brentford's level. But defensively, they're a bit of a shambles at the moment, aren't they? They've conceded in. Yep. I think that's probably six or seven in a row now. Uh, I know Van Dijk hasn't been at his best this season, uh, but he's injured. He's expected to be out four or five weeks, and it'll definitely be a miss for them. They'll, they'll, they will they will be weaker as a result of that. So they're not very good defensively anyway at the moment, but but him going out will will be a blow. Um, I think Liverpool will make changes with, you know, they've already got Jota, Diaz, Firmino out injured. I can't see that he's going to want to risk Salah, Nunes in this this sort of game. I just, I just, I mean, I think historically Liverpool tend to play quite a young team in these third round games. Anyway, they've they've struggled um, often in these this third round. I'd say they, yeah. they kind of scrape a lot of two ones. I remember them beating Plymouth and a couple of non league teams and stuff, and they get there eventually. But they, it's never easy. Like, well, that's exactly what the way I've gone with this. Really, I think, I think you will want to protect a few of the big names. Uh, I mean, Gakpo might get a run out. Um, at some point, if he's, I'm assuming he's eligible for this one. Um, but I don't think Wolves will go there afraid to take on Liverpool in this game. You know, especially with a young team out. If that's how it pans out, so a game we're going, you know, on those assumptions. Um, but I'm taking Wolves to keep it close. And the handicap, Asian handicap for Wolves for even money, you're getting Wolves plus one point five goals. Nice, I love um, that. And I just think Liverpool at home. The, the, you know they'll have enough on the bench if they need it uh, but I can say Wolves keeping it tight and Liverpool's nicking it later on And I mean a one goal win for Liverpool is a winner for me um, so yeah I'll take that I mean if anyone wants to be brave I wouldn't put anyone off having a punt on Wolves at 8-1 in this it's it's a potential upset um, you know if things aren't going well you can see the fans getting on their back a little bit I think a few of them are getting a bit bit touchy after the last game but uh, yeah I'll take Wolves Asian handicap plus one point five even money. Okay, next up I'm going Sunday twelve thirty, um, UK time seven thirty Eastern time kick off. Uh, classic championship matchup: Bristol City against Swansea City. Uh, Bristol City are nine to five uh, plus one eighty draws twenty three to ten plus two thirty. Swansea thirteen to ten plus one thirty. Yeah, down in the West Country here, a bit of a derby just over the border. Um, I love Bristol, great place. Um, I actually listened to some uh, some 80s uh, tunes from the sort of underground Bristol scene around about 1989, 90 this morning when I was out and about. Um, and I gave a bridesmaid one in Mumbles, which is right near Swansea in 2002. So happy happy to handicap this. Two, two places I've got fond memories of. Um, so Bristol City, <laughs> 19 for the championship. Um They've already they're already winning the last seven game at Rotherham, who we just talked about. Um, they've only scored three in the last six games. Nigel Pearson, a brackets possible tit, um, is their manager. Um, so yeah, they're trending down a little bit. Bristol City four home wins and six defeats in their thirteen home games so far. Um, Swansea are fifteenth in the championship. Um, they're only winning the last seven. Came on uh, December the thirtieth when they humped Watford four nil. Um, their last four games have all gone over two and a half goals. They've scored nine in the last four, but they have drawn six of 13 on the road. This looks incredibly evenly matched here. Um, you couldn't put a cigarette paper between the two teams in the championship. It's got a one all up, written all over it, this bars. That's 11 to two plus 550. I'll take the draw uh, and this will go to a replay. Yeah, uh, plus 230 for me, Baz. Nice. Uh, next up for me, next televised game is Cardiff v Leeds, two o'clock on Sunday. Uh, Cardiff sixteen to five, Leeds five to six favourites, just short of uh, even money there, and eleven to four the draw. Uh, neither team have got a great record in the competition in recent times. Cardiff have gone out third round in, in four of the last seven years. They don't have a very good record against Premier League teams at all. Leeds have gone out in the third round all of the last five years now. Um, Cardiff in poor form they haven't had a win since the 5th of November uh, three losses three draws in that time they've been shut out in each of the last three games 
so they're not scoring many goals at the moment. Uh, although Leeds are without a win since the break, I think they're, they're playing all right. They're, they'll probably be quite happy with a couple of draws they've picked up, particularly at St James's Park, and then the other day against West Ham. I think they'll they'd have probably took that. Um, and then the other one, they lost to Man City again. No, no shame in that. It's a bit of a again. I I didn't know what to make of this game. Really, it's probably a bit more of a rivalry off the pitch than on it. I think the fans have got a bit of bit of needle between them. Yeah. Um, so I did look at, at, at that element, seeing whether there could be a bit of a fierce atmosphere and potentially translating into some aggression on the pitch. Uh, looked at yellow cards markets and things like that, and, and then just didn't fancy it. Cardiff are actually quite low on the the list, twentieth in the championship for yellow cards. Um, and although Leeds give away more fouls than anyone, so they don't pick up many cards. So I, I, I thought I was going to have an angle there, and then when I looked into it, I didn't like it at all. Um, Cardiff games have been bereft of goals lately. A couple of nil-nils and a, and a one-nil defeated. Uh, but on the other hand, Leeds are having plenty of goals in their game. So it was a really hard game to handicap. There's totally conflicting uh, bits on either side there, really. But be, be, simply based on Cardiff's poor form um, and Leeds being the better side, you're getting just short of even money for Leeds. I'll just take Leeds on the money line and uh, and roll with that. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Um I mean that's a, a classic, uh, a classic TV game. This is kind of what you want, Cardiff v Leeds. Um, okay, we move on to um, back to Saturday, three o'clock. Uh, Boreham Wood against Accrington Stanley. Get in names to conjure with here. Um, Boreham Wood are seventeen to ten plus one seventy. The draws at five to two. Accrington Stanley are thirteen to ten plus one thirty. Uh, Boreham Wood uh, sit thirteenth in the National League. Uh, for our American listeners, that's uh, the fifth division, the division just outside the Football League, the fifth tier in the pyramid here. They've got one win in their last eight. Loads of low scoring games as well. Um, averaging just 0.63 goals in those last eight. Their only win was against Oldham, um, ex-Premier League Oldham Athletic, who were really struggling as well. Uh, they've only won three of 11 at home uh, all season at the LV Bet Stadium. Um, little place, 4,052 capacity at Boreham Wood for this one at the weekend. Um, the manager, Luke Gerrard's quite good looking. I've got that as a tick in the box. Um, and over two and a half goals in just 30% of their games. Um, Accrington Stanley are 20th in League One. They've got one win in the last eight. I don't know who's winning any football matches, but so far I've got like these two, one win in eight, Swansea one in seven. Uh, Bristol City one in seven, Rotherham one in eight. No one's winning. Um, they've only scored four in those last eight games as well. The under two and a half goals here, Baz, looks gigantic. Nine to ten, that is. It stood out, jumped off the page. Um, there's been loads of rain kicking around. Um, it's going to be windy. It's going to be scrappy. It's going to be ugly as sin. Um, Accurate might just nick it one nil. Under two and a half goals here might be my play of the weekend uh, in Boreham Wood versus Accurate and Stanley. Not bad. Uh, next one up for me is Man City Chelsea, four uh, thirty on the Sunday. So we've only three days away from last handicap in this one. Yeah, and obviously we've just watched the first fixture unfold tonight. I was a bit ambitious back in City to score three or more, um, but it's one of them things with City. It, it can come off with ease one week, and then the next week they just don't quite click. Um, I've already talked about the game, haven't we, really earlier on. I thought City did turn the screw in the second half, deservedly won it. Um, Chelsea, as you mentioned, are going to be struggling a little bit with injuries with Mount, uh, followed by Sterling and Pulisic. I mean, Aubameyang came on, didn't he, for Sterling, and then got hooked to 70 minutes, subbed on, subbed off, yeah. and, and did absolutely nothing in the time he was no. on the pitch. Um, I don't think he's going to help them out at all. So it'll be interesting to see what the prognosis is on uh, the likes of Pulisic, Mount and Sterling. Uh, but I suspect Chelsea are going to be a little bit weakened further. Um, I mean, it's a bit of a struggle really handicapping this after tonight's game because it was such a close one. Man City are four to nine favourites. The draws at 15 to four and Chelsea at six to one. It's big price, six to one. Um, but I just think... Chelsea will have to have to rest a few players, and Man City they will do the same. But they just they haven't got a weakened team, have they? As such, you know, they're bringing in the likes of Alvarez and Grealish and 
the, the players they bring in doesn't weaken them at all, does it? And this is the thing with Man City in the Cups. Why they go so far in the League Cups and the FA Cups every year is because they can rest seven or eight players and be just as strong as they were the week before. Um, so I do, I, I like Man City again. There's a couple of things. I, I, I could have potentially took Man City in a handicap, minus 1.5. Um, I, I think they could easily got that second tonight. I, I, I just feel the game might be, it's at Man City this time. I feel like Chelsea will be less interested in this FA Cup game than they were tonight because uh, their priority now has got to be to try and haul themselves back into those European positions. Um, I'd actually gone for the second half to be the highest scoring um, half at evens and I was purely just looking for a trend, something that had happened tonight that might happen again at the beginning. Yeah. But now the more I'm thinking about it, I do think Man City will be stronger at home. They'll have a stronger lineup than Chelsea will and they'll They'll probably want it a bit more than Chelsea, um, so I'm actually I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot and take handicap Man City to win by two or more at eleven to ten. I think that's a decent price for them to win by two or more. Fast calls and audible like it. Yeah. Um, my final game uh, will take place just down the road from here, uh, two p.m. on Sunday. It's Hartlepool United against Stoke City, uh, where Hartlepool are the nineteen to four. Underdogs plus four seventy five. The draws eleven to four plus two seventy five. Stoke are one to two minus two hundred. Um, Hartlepool twenty second in League Two, but they've only lost one of the last four. Uh, been some fun games as well. They had a three all with Harrogate. They had a couple of away wins. Uh, Rochdale and Crawley. Um, goals in their last six games. Hartlepool total six three three two five four. So plenty of uh, onion bag action there for the monkey hangers. Stoke are 18th in the championship. Um, really patchy form. They've only kept one clean sheet in the last eight games. Yeah, so uh, the linea was goals. Both teams to score is at three to four. That's a little bit skinny. Um, you can back that if you want. Stoke to win in both teams to score. That's a big leap up from the bottom of league two. Um, to the championship. Stoke to win in both teams to score is at 11 to 5, Baz, plus 220. Um, so that's going to be my selection in that one, and I'm confident about it. Good. Good. Let's see if we can get some winners this week, Malcolm. Be nice well, have a go, mate. I'm trying my very best, Baz. Sick of carrying you now. It's, it's your turn to take the baton. Um, right. Final game for me, Monday night game Oxford United versus Arsenal. Sorry, just unmute for a quick cough there. Um, odds for this one: eleven to one Oxford, eight to one the draw. Arsenal one to six favourites for this one, pretty much as you would expect. Um, Oxford are currently sitting fourteenth in League One. Very mixed bag in the recent form. They've won two, drawn two, lost two. Um, we all know about Arsenal. They're in fine form at the moment, playing well, playing some free flowing football. Uh, manager's a bit of a tit. Um, he has a technical area which is double the size of everybody else's I think because yeah. it goes for about 40 yards down the pitch doesn't it anyway I'm not going to get back into it yeah come um, on Buzz. anyway I think there'll be a much changed team for Arsenal I've handicapped this very much like I, I did with the Liverpool game um, I think it'll be a, a, a much changed team a lot of youngsters coming in again it probably doesn't um, stop Arsenal winning the game uh, but it could keep it tight Um it's an away game. <laughs> uh, for that reason, I'm, I'm taking Oxford to, to make life difficult for a while. It might be they can keep it tight to half-time. I'd love them to get the sort of nil-nil with 80 minutes to go and start like wasting loads of time and kicking <laughs> the ball all over and stuff. Uh, probably won't happen. I think Arsenal will, will have a weakened team. Oxford maybe keep it tight and Arsenal will have the ammo on the bench if it's needed. It might be that they don't, but you could see, you know, if, it, if it's dragging on and it gets to an hour, they'll bring on the likes of Saka, Martinelli and Kenya, players like that, and, and finish them off. But um, that Asian handicap again for me, Oxford are plus two goals on the Asian handicap. So a draw, Oxford win, Oxford lose by one, we win my money. If Oxford lose by two, we get our money back. Uh, we're getting 11 to 10 for that. And I just think, I think Arsenal will get past Oxford, but I don't see them blowing them away just based on the fact, I think Arsenal will will put a, a really weakened team out, give a lot of the youngsters a run a run out, uh, and we'll, we'll 
we'll back Oxford to keep it competitive in this one. So Asian handicap plus two at eleven to ten. I like that, Baz. As soon as um, you started talking about this game, I dragged it up in front of me and clicked on the Asian lines, and that was the one that jumped off. I uh, got a price of yeah two point zero five on my local book here, a plus two. So yeah, um, it's one of them. So isn't it? You, you know, you expect Arsenal to win the game, but you can't. I couldn't back Arsenal in the handicaps here, or for loads of goals here. Just not knowing the team and and the expectation that they will play a young team. I, I wouldn't want to be backing Arsenal in the handicap where you've got to back them to win by three or more just to. Well, because no, if they get money. if they get a couple ahead, they're just going to yank everybody off as well, aren't they? And you can just see the last yeah, twenty well, minutes go backwards and sideways, like so. Um, it's very much yeah. We we did say it, it's very much um, lineup kind of related. When you, I feel like I had the easier job going down because we knew Boreham wouldn't act with Stanley. You both just go in with what they've got. Um, I haven't. I didn't have that to factor in. And it is it it, it is tricky. Like um, I think that's it, Baz. I didn't fetch out anything, fun. So you've already said you're shelving your. Uh, yeah, 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 questionable <laughs> decision. But what you got? I've got a couple of others. I, I did. So I went with all the TV games, but I just had a look down the list and looked at where, because there will be some Premier League teams getting knocked out here. So yeah. I just had a quick look down the list and picked out my my That's most likely game. my most likely that. upsets. Um, Bournemouth Burnley. I think Burnley. I mean, it wouldn't be a huge upset, would it, if Burnley knocked no. Bournemouth out? Given that Burnley are top of the league and Bournemouth in sixteenth, so we've only got five places between them and the. In the pyramid, um, but Burnley are almost two to one. Burnley top scorers, fifty-two goals in twenty-six games, two goals a game. Bournemouth are the worst defence in the Premiership; they're conceding more than two goals a game. So two to one, Burnley interests me as, as a potential Premier League uh, exit. And the other one is Hullum, F- Hullum, Hull. Hullum against Fulham. at home to Fulham. Uh, Hull are five to one to beat uh, Fulham. Hold on, setting the world alight in the championship, sitting in 16th. But they are unbeaten in the last five. They've won the last two. They drew three before that. Scored four at the weekend against Wigan. And I think they're just showing a bit of a turnaround under Liam Rossini since he's took over as manager. Uh, and one where that, that sort of trend of, of an upward trend of form, scoring more goals, now getting the wins. Um, particularly if Fulham do, do rest a, a few players. Five to one Hull was another one I thought could could be a, a bit of an upset. So those were two that stood out as me as, as the potential Premier League uh, exits from this round. Well, I'll throw one in here, Baz, because I just pulled the page up again and another one leapt off, um, which is Middlesbrough at nine to two to be Brighton. Uh, Middlesbrough, one, yeah. yeah, great form under Michael Carrick, uh, doing really, really well. Brighton, a little bit mad, uh, 1-4-1, lost 4-2 uh, all in the last week. Um, manager not interested in defending, and again, because Brighton are doing so well, uh, got their eyes on a European spot. Just don't really know what Deserby's going to do. It's his first time uh, navigating these cup com- competitions. So be interesting to see. Um, but I've, I'll bet worse things. I'll bet worse 92 shots in Middlesbrough in my life. Um, absolutely. So, yeah, I'll be having a look at Middlesbrough. Uh, I do like yours as well, Baz. Um, so, yeah, well done. Um, and I think, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, um, we've got to the end of the show. Um, anything else you need to tell the people, Baz? No, I mean we've uh, we've rattled through a lot of football there tonight. We haven't had much lifestyle yep. chat, have we? Not much, no uh, time, mate. I haven't had We're... much of a lifestyle to be honest. I've never left the house. I'm not drinking. I'm just coughing and coughing and sleeping because I'm absolutely knackered. Did have a little bit of drama this week though. No, hit me. Uh, you like this? I'm uh, I'm an occasional subscriber to uh, HelloFresh. Have you ever used those? <laughs> no. Yeah. I know what it is. You know what HelloFresh is. Vegetables, isn't it? You, you get them out the shop, as well. Yeah, not, not necessarily vegetables. You get the meat as well. You get a recipe. Oh, yeah, you yeah, yeah, the shop, yeah. You get that out the shop. So, I, I, well, occasionally, when I get a discount, because as you know, I'm oh, a very, very tight man. When there's a discount food. code going around, I'll order a HelloFresh. So yeah. you pick your meals, they turn up in a box with a recipe card and you cook them. <laughs> I have no idea where this is headed, but it's a, I'm already laughing, come on. Occasionally, so you've got to make your picks by uh, Friday evening right. um, and, and it gets delivered on a Wednesday. So yeah. Friday evening comes and I haven't made any picks, have I? Oh, it's, like, it's like missing the fantasy football deadline, this. Yeah. Uh, so what I happens then? You just get what you're given. You get what you're given. So Saturday oh, comes and I get Christ. an email saying... Yeah, hello, a fresh box has been delivered. And I thought, mm-hmm. I haven't picked anything here. This could be anything. So I didn't yeah. look. I waited till Wednesday for the surprise. Yeah, yeah, nice. Would, do you want to have a guess what I got? <sighs> were, were you happy with it? 
it's better than it could have been. Like it's this has happened before, and I had an absolute stinker with it. Like I had to give right, okay. meals away to like vegetarian friends and stuff like that. Ah, uh, yeah, that's what like, I was going to really, say. It's got really it's good. This, this it's one's got all right. It's 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 palatable. It's got all the hallmarks of like a vegetable lasagna or something. I'm going to go with Baz a, a bit of duck with braised red cabbage. Oh, you got to pay top dollar for the duck dishes, mate. You've got, oh, to, do you? got to upgrade the premium. I'll tell Sorry, you what we got. Mate. We got a Thai-style pork rice bowl, which is all right. I'm happy yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. pork mince, that. some Thai flavours and a bit of rice. That's, that's all right. A classic yeah. beef mince cottage pie with loads of yeah. peas. You don't like peas, do you? I'm allergic to peas, but allergic to peas. You wouldn't like this. It's got the picture's got mountains of peas on it. You wouldn't like. You wouldn't like, you wouldn't like the next one either. The next one. This chicken salad. This is the last one I would have went for. So this is a vegetarian one. It's okay. a pea and mushroom and Ooh. onion marmalade linguine. So okay. there's something missing there, isn't there? What do you mean? Meat. There's no meat. The meat. Yeah, I'm not yeah. mind that. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna. It's 2023, Buzz. I'll take a chicken breast out. I'll chop that up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, pea, mushroom, and onion marmalade linguine with chives and cheese. So I think I've done all right. Like the last time it came, and it was like butternut squash and coconut soup or something daft like that. It sounded absolutely horrible. Whatever it was, it was gross. Like. <laughs> uh, so I've done okay. But yeah, a little bit of a bit of excitement this morning when the box came and opened that up and. Ah, the, the kids will have that cottage pie, no bother. They'll have that for yeah. tomorrow. Me and Helen will have the rice bowl, and then that linguine will get some chicken chucked in it, and it'll be uh, a palatable we'll bring that cottage, Bring that cottage pie to the match on Saturday. <laughs> With all the peas? <laughs> With all the We'll hide the peas in people, and we'll eat the cottage pie at half time. Ah, good, Easy. good thinking. Well, thanks for that, but you hope you realise no one else is going to listen to that. That was just between me and you. Like, but, we uh, should have put I'm, that on at the beginning, Malcolm. We should have done. Should we try and edit it? We'll shoot no, on it in in no, between the. Uh, if anybody bet- comments on Twitter about my my Hello Fresh order, then we know somebody <laughs> is listening. I must admit, Baz, I can't really condone the Hello Fresh order. I, I agree. I agree with you. It's a it's a to travesty, really. But um, <laughs> I do I do only use it when there's a discount on, like, and it it. it Gets us eating different things. Yeah, Normally, I'll try a seafood dish in and a, just stuff that I wouldn't ordinarily buy at the shop. Might have a bit of sea bass or a bit of salmon or whatever, and stuff that I don't normally get. So it does get us eating different things and eating sensible portions instead of just piling everything onto me. <laughs> but when I'm trying to be good, HelloFresh quite often gets uh, gets chucked into the mix, like just to keep us on track. Yeah, well, I'll uh, very much look forward to Saturday bars and. Um, going and having three half-time pies or whatever and a couple of pints on Saturday um, at Hillsborough. Um, thanks, Baz. Thanks for your endeavours this evening. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, we're still not quite in our routine of doing a weekly recap and then another show later in the week with picks um, because the football world hasn't quite settled down. But maybe uh, this is it and we can we can review stuff on Sunday night and then we can get into the picks well, it's going to continue yeah. next week, isn't it? I mean, the FA Cup finishes on Monday and then we're straight into the League Cup semi-finals, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. And then we've got Thursday off. Thursday, there's no football. It's the first day in about two weeks where there's no football. And then back again, Premiership starts on the Friday. So um, no, does it? Okay. I think we'll probably, uh, it would be good to look at those League Cup games. We've got four four League Cup quarter-finals. So we could possibly... Get on Sunday. Well, we can do that. Yeah. Sunday, Sunday we'll review what we've got. Um, we'll cover the Tuesday, Wednesday League Cup games. And then possibly Wednesday night, we might look forward to the Premiership because we've got a Friday night game. Uh, so either Wednesday or Thursday next week, we'll we'll start back with the Premiership. And as you say from there, we should get into a bit more of a routine. Um, but yeah, some decent... Uh, it's been a good good run, hasn't it? Loads of football yes, every night. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it has actually. I've enjoyed it. Um, yeah, keep up the uh, keep up picking the winners, Baz. Baz is the hot hand. Uh, so if I was following anyone, um, I'd be following Baz until it inevitably switches round at some point. Um, right, thanks for listening. Um, good luck with all your bets. Enjoy the FA Cup wherever you're watching it. Um, we'll be back on Sunday evening, and until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Mm-hmm.